Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Correct. And um, that looks like it's maybe on the way of happening here. It, uh, that's a very oversimplification, but it's exactly what it is. Instead of city council doing stuff that is hard to do, you know, they throw stuff out like like this, which I agree with. Honestly, I, I think they should ban plastic bags. Mm-hmm. They're doing it all over the country. And, uh, you know, but I want to hear the repercussions. We have a guy who's going to talk about that. And I'm curious what his story. Right. I'm, I'm interested here, too. I, I am against the banning of the bags. But uh, also, to your point, it's. You know, it's something. What does that have to do with the the really inner workings of the city and what's on the minds of the citizens of what's very very important right now? Is that right. one of them? I don't think it is. There, look, there's point. a lot of problems downtown, as we both know. Yes, and nobody's doing anything about that. So you just go, oh, here's an issue that uh, don't uh, look over here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of what it seems like to me. Uh, let's talk to our guest about it on the AcuteHearingCenters.com hotline. Todd, uh, Todd Myers, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? We're doing great. So, Todd, you uh, you were from the state of Washington, and there's a lot of activity there talking about banning plastic bags. And you say, you know what, this has uh, some repercussions uh, elsewhere. W- what are those? Uh, what might that be? So the city of Seattle and a number of other um, state cities have already banned plastic bags. And now the state of Washington, the legislature just voted last week to ban them statewide in the near future. Um, and so the argument is is that uh, plastic gets into the ocean, it harms marine life, um, which is certainly true um, in the plastic bags. But when you look at the data, actually, that the plastic bags coming from the United States, uh, very few of them get into the water, and they have almost no impact on overall uh, the amount of plastic in the ocean. But what, what's interesting, and people don't think about it because it's complicated, is, is that the alternatives to plastic bags, such as cotton, reusable bags, um, actually do far more environmental harm. They use a lot more energy, um, and they put a lot more fertilizer in the ground, which ends up going into rivers like the Ohio and then ending up in um, the Gulf of Mexico and elsewhere and creating what's called a dead zone. Um, So there's a large dead zone because fertilizer gets into the water, um, creates algae, and pulls out oxygen, which is far more dangerous to marine life than plastic bags. So the irony is is that banning plastic bags, you may end up do more harm uh, to marine life than if we stuck with the plastic bags. And now the other thing, Todd, that I've read a lot about, and maybe you can speak to this, is just how the reusing of, of the bags, of the cotton bags, actually can can transmit you know diseases and bacteria much more you know supermarkets grocery stores stores in general have you know a lot of germs floating around and you know the the stuff goes in your bag and if you reuse those things you're kind of compiling the uh the amount of germs that are there and thus being able to spread it can you speak to that that's just something i've i've read about yeah, well, I, so I, I'm in the, sort of the center of the hot zone in terms of coronavirus in the United States and Seattle right now. Um, so yeah, so this rings true for folks. But they, there have been uh, there's been research in San Francisco and elsewhere that found that when the plastic bag went into effect and people got their reusable bags, that the amount of 
um, illness went up. Um, and it's because people don't think to wash their bags, um, either cotton or the, you know, the woven plastic or the ones mm-hmm. that, that they get. And so they become a way to transmit um, diseases. Um, how many disease, how much of that occurs, we don't know, but it's, it's certainly more than the alternative. So let me ask you, you were just talking about living there in Seattle. What's it like being in lockdown? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I haven't locked myself down too much. I'm a little worried about the beginning of baseball season, but uh, so far it's, there's, you know, the traffic is a little bit lighter, so all that's good. Todd, let me ask you this. Why, why did plastic bags become the thing, right? I mean, it was plastic straws about six, eight months ago. I feel like that was the thing that everyone rallied toward. Now it's the the plastic bags when, I don't know, it just seems like there's other way. Look, we all want a clean environment, whether you're a conservative, liberal, Democrat, Republican, man, woman, old, young, you want a clean environment. But I guess it's a debate, a balance of do we, you know, make things, uh, you know, totally inconvenient or, you know, kind of, you know, just make things in, in, in the means of trying to do something. Are we actually doing something that's making an impact? Why are plastic bags kind of that thing now? I think a couple of reasons. One is, is that I think people recognize that plastic is very durable. It doesn't break down. Um, and so they worry that having plastic bags last a very long time, and especially when you get trash and they get into the water, that they don't break down. And, and we've all seen pictures of um, animals entangled in plastic bags and things like that. Mm-hmm. Plus, there is a legitimate concern about the growing amount of plastic in the oceans. Um, that is a real problem. But the problem is, is twofold. One, it's not generally plastic bags. And two, it comes from places like Southeast Asia um, and India and other places. So the little tiny uh, country of Sri Lanka, which is an island off of India, um, puts about five times as much plastic into the ocean as the entire United States. And that's just because we have very good systems to pick up um, uh, bags and, and trash and other things like that. There's actually a really cool organization called Plastic Bank, um, which is working in Southeast Asia to collect plastic before it gets to the ocean um, and paying people. And um, Windex, S.C. Johnson, um, is using that plastic to make its bottles to recycle them. So they're recycling that plastic rather than going to the ocean. So there's some really cool efforts like Plastic Bank, and you can, you can support their efforts that will probably do more to help keep plastic out of the ocean than Cincinnati banning plastic bags. So with that, we'll let you go. Todd, thanks so much for talking to us. Always good to talk with you. Thank you. Thanks, Todd. Todd uh, Myers from the uh, Washington State Center for Environmental Control. So, so again, that, that's my thing. We all want you know clean air. We all want clean water. We all, and, but is and it sounds good banning plastic bags and you know that we see the pictures of the you know the bags rolled up in the whale's stomach and all that and everyone goes oh my god. But especially here to Cincinnati, somebody showed me a study on the amount of plastic bags that are destroying. Uh, the, the fish in the Ohio River. That, uh, that's what I want to see. I mean, it, it, there's not a lot of, you know, and, you know, I read everything Chris Seelbach said. He's, in, you know, he's going to propose, and there's nothing in terms of hard evidence science that I've seen that says, well, you know, before there were plastic bags used by grocers, there was this amount of plastic bags in the water, and now there's this extraordinary amount. So are we doing something just to say we're doing something for political purposes? That's my question. I asked that same uh, question, but, you know, I don't have a problem with banning the bags. That, that, that's fine to me. I don't think you need the plastic. But my uh, other question, that guy got me to thinking about it, is uh, does that mean more paper bags? 
And if that's the case, well, then we're tearing down more trees. Well, well that's what he said. Uh, is that the, the paper bags and the cotton bags require more energy to make, and they're also right. more dense. So they're going to they're take up statistically more surface area in terms of litter than a tiny plastic bag. But they, but they break down, though. But a, pl- a paper bag will b- uh, break down. Right. But again, the energy to make the, the paper bag is significantly more than the plastic bag, according to him. Your thoughts on all this? Seven four nine seven thousand one eight hundred. The big one pound seven hundred on AT and T. We check in with traffic now. Rob, what is going on? Oh, it's crazy. This is a crazy day. Got a major backup on southbound seventy five. If you haven't, let me throw this a few things out there. Two thousand eleven study by UK's government environmental agency found cotton bags would have to be used one hundred and thirty one times before they yield the uh, environmental benefits. Also, 2007 San Francisco banned plastic bags. The number of emergency room visits for bacterial-related diseases increased, uh, according to a study by George Mason University. The other thing, too, is, I don't know about you, but we do reuse those the, the plastic bags for, you know, like, everybody who's ever has a pet, you go to the park, that's that's number one, right. you know, pet poop picker upper stuff right and also when you know you throw a little thing here a little thing there you just want to you know well, here, here's the here's the deal too you can take them back to kroger and they can you just they have that big bin out there you can right. stuff the bags into and they recycle them right uh, look, i i think the vendors are are for it because if you know they're gonna they're, they're a now not on the hook they have to buy bags for you i'm sure that's not a huge cost but it's a cost you now a, they can, I, I would be amazed i'm i was thinking about that same thing yeah i'd be amazed how much money kroger must spend on those plastic bags every year think about all the locations yeah. on and on and on and do the math good lord well that now must be a lot. And instead of costing them money they'll be able to make money because they'll, they'll now have to sell the bags for five cents or ten cents or whatever it is so going down to the bottom line Hey, uh, John and Dayton, let's talk to you about it. Your thoughts. Hello? Yo, yeah. John, thanks for holding, buddy. What do you have? Well, two problems with the plastic bags. is I believe the number one problem is the people, the customers handling of them. I mean, you see them in trees and people's backyards. and If people would just handle them in the proper way, there wouldn't be near the problems that there are in Another question I can't get a straight answer on, when we're taking these bags to places like Kroger's to get them recycled, are they actually recyclable? <laughs> well, that's the thing, is they are recyclable, but I've recently heard a lot of you know studies and reports come out that say all that stuff that we recycle gets wind up sent overseas and is supposed to get disposed of or reused it actually sits in warehouses for god knows how long and doesn't right. do anything they sell it yeah or out on barges somewhere yeah all right yeah. thanks john let's go to neil neil how you doing thanks for holding what do you have i love the show guys by the way thank thanks. you neil. Uh, a lot of people are kind of misunderstanding that you know the the plastics that end up in the landfill that that doesn't all of a sudden find its way out into the Ohio River and then on out into the Gulf of Mexico or out into the ocean and that sort of thing. As the ones that end up in the ocean come from mostly the, the third world countries Correct. that dump all their trash out in barges. Now, from what I understand, I could be wrong, but I know the U.S. still does dump some trash barges. But from what I understand, when we do it, it's they're in sealed containers. You know, China, India, the, like he said, Sri Lanka, they just dump the stuff out in the ocean and, and just let it float away. 
so to speak. Right. Well, that's what our, our, guest, our guest said is most of the, the, the plastic that's getting caught in the, the, you know. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. The guts of the fish and the whales and all that is plastic and bags that come from, like you said, the third world countries. Right, but what what, uh, what good is banning them within, you know, Hamilton County or Cincinnati? <laughs> that, that's our you know, question, Neil. That's why we're talking about it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're doing something that does not need to be done. Yeah, well, close. yeah, and Neil, thank you. That's like I said, it's easy to do easy things, and this is highly symbolic. We're going to do this and make it look like we're doing something. Not really. You hit the nail on the head. I I 100% agree with that. Let's talk to Steve and Florence. Steve, how you doing, buddy? Hey, Rocky, Eddie. How was your guys' weekend? Good? Great, Great, man. man. Great. Good, good. Hey, Rocky, you'll know what I'm talking about. I've had some girls, and uh, now i got grandbabies. What are we going to put stinky diapers in to put them in the garbage? <laughs> Am I right? hundred uh, yeah. percent. That's uh, our our plastic bags get uh, reused for that exact yeah, purpose, my friend. That's yes, that's what I'm saying. Because you, you got a, you got about a half of a garbage bag, and you got a stinky diaper, and you don't want to throw the whole. So you, what do you do? You wrap it up in a Kroger or Meyer bag. You throw it in the garbage. What are we going to do? I don't know. That's, <laughs> hey, that's, that's Steve, what's at stake here. You know what you needed? <laughs> One of those diaper genie things. That's what oh. we had when my kids were little. Hey, Ever seen tried, those things? What is that? Those are those are nice, but if uh, if you get a little bit of lazy on them and you open them up and they're not sealed all the way, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, it, it, you know, it's you, tasting good. <laughs> so you've never seen one of those things? Is that like the little Steve? thing, you, little bin? You put them in, and is it was it do like smash them up real good? Or no, something? you no, you <laughs> stick it in there. I mean, it's not high tech at all. You just stick it in there, and then you twist it shut. So we just is there the uh, so in other words you're going to have like a giant scarf of poopy diapers because it'll take I forget how many I hell I don't know so it'll get time. but it'll get them compact in there and yeah it's a to... tube and you just keep putting them in there until it gets full then you take those out and throw them away by the way if we really wanted to impact the environment and get rid of plastics and things like that we would go back to cloth diapers. Think about the, what, what is the mass? What is the surface area that a diaper takes? How many diapers are in landfills, Ed? I get Contact it, your local representative and get cloth diapers back, and then I want you to sit back and take the calls from all the mothers out there ready to cut your head off for such a proposal. I can't even imagine. <laughs> my, I, used, I mean, my mom said I, you know, that's what she put on me when I was little. Cloth diapers, and then you send them to like the... The whatever, like there was a special laundry service apparently. See, they didn't. I didn't even wear a diaper. They, I was raised like a feral animal. <laughs> just and wherever it, you wanted to go, they just ah. let me poop in the floor, and they're like, "Oh, there he goes again." 
And they then, told you to go get the mop and yep. bucket when you were six months old. And- oh, I was a tough little kid, man. <laughs> hey, uh, Tom, what's going on? What do you got? Oh, you guys stole my point there with the diapers, but uh, I, I was thinking of a, a dozen different things. You know, let's just get rid of plastic completely. Let's go back to the old tube model TVs. Let's get rid of plastic applicators on tampons. Let's get rid of straws. Let's get rid of everything. We'll just go back to realistic living, right? I mean, we're a frugal people. We can figure it out. No, I, I hear I exactly hear what you're saying, Tom. And I mean, but think Thanks, about Tom. I mean how just in food storage, right? Restaurants, right? They want to have you know they're giving your doggy bag or whatever. What are they going to do? Give you a ceramic dish to leave there? No, it's much more cost effective and economical now. It's maybe not great on the environment, but you know these are the dollars and cents that are involved here. All right, how about Keith and Fairfield? Keith, what do you have? Sounds like somebody remembers the days of General Diaper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, actually, in this area, one of the things that people would do at churches is they'd beg for the plastic bags so that they could be woven into mats for people to sleep on. But really? That they would waste a lot of time and energy hunting around for anything they could find to weave into something. Well, that's pretty cool. I like that idea. Yeah, I have heard of that. So it's it's not a major idea, but I mean it was the thing that there for a while, man. Churches beg constantly. You don't have to keep it. just drop them in the thing, and we'll either weave them into finished product or we'll send them over for others to do it. Yeah. And, but uh, the, the the biggest thing I want to know is whatever happened to the idea of burning the trash? I mean, if you use something like a turban, and you would burn just about anything that you could burn, and of course you scrub the output, but use that to convert into into electricity. Yeah, I guess it's the the gas that gets put oh, off thanks, and put in the environment is the is the issue. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah you got some carcinogens and whatnot going into the air. But either way, it's gonna it's gonna go somewhere. It's gonna go in a landfill. It's gonna go up in the air. It's gonna go somewhere. Think about this though: with if there's no if stores don't allow plastic bags, what about when you just want to like on your way home, like I want to shoot in the supermarket and just grab like five things. You're not, you know, you're not gonna be able to do that, right? You're gonna have to, oh my god, did I pack any well, bags? Well, they're gonna what, charge you. The they're gonna charge you a nickel for a paper bag. That's one I read. Right, but but how is that actually getting more, you know, you're still, the bags are still out there. You're just, you just now have to pay for them, and it goes to their bottom line. We have the news now, and now the coronavirus has hit Ohio. The details next. News Radio 700 WLW. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW, Cincinnati. Coronavirus comes to Ohio with the three. Find 7,800, the big one, pound 700 on AT&T. Uh, Keith, you're in the Keys, huh? Hey, Eddie. Hey, Rocky. How you doing? We're doing great, buddy. Good. Where are you? Good. Uh, I live in Marathon. Okay. And uh, I run a boat almost every day. I see, uh, I see plastic in the ocean. Every every time I run out, I try to fix stuff up. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen it wrapped around turtles. Uh, one of my biggest pet peeves are the mylar balloons that people release at their you know their christenings and the parties, birthday parties. They release these big globs of balloons, and that mylar never goes away. I mean, I've seen I've seen a flash on the water from two miles away, or I thought it was a somebody with a signal mirror and got over to it, and it was a big pack of mylar balloons. Wow, um, that's mm. weird. Yeah. Yep, I've seen my share of uh, of dead turtles from the uh, from the plastic and line wraps, and we've got a turtle hospital down here that you know when you find one that's half alive, you, you pick them up and take them to the turtle hospital. But uh, I think what your your guest had hit, hit right on the head is that it, what whatever we do is 
is insignificant compared to what has to happen in the third world countries where you can just see them dumping, you know, whole truckloads of garbage, a whole garbage truckload, you know, into the oceans or into the rivers, and they just push it off into the river and, you know, wave bye-bye, like, you know, okay, it's not my problem well, anymore. And you know what, Keith, it's, it's funny you should say that because just the other day I was looking for, uh, just going through and looking for stuff for the show, and I saw a video of exactly what we were talking about. I, I want to say it was in You Brought Up India. I'm pretty sure it was in India where there was a heavy rain, and they showed this river where literally it was a river of trash. Oh, I am not man. kidding you. For, like, uh, as long as this video was going on, and it was at least, like, 20, 30 seconds long, nothing but trash on top of the water. Yep. Man. Yeah. And you know what gets me is that there was a, a, a 17 or 18-year-old girl that developed a compound, that uh, developed a protein that would actually devour these plastics and help them break down. And it was about the same time that Greta, what's her name, though, it's not his little angry kid was going, running around. <laughs> and, uh, and she got the Nobel Prize for being a little angry girl when the, the, the girl who discovered this protein to help break down plastics and all that notoriety would have helped her and her cause so much more than, than giving it to that little brat on the, uh, for the Nobel Prize. It was really, it, it was a shame to see that. I mean, they've got to do something that they, with the, the big plastic, uh, islands out in the, in the Pacific there. You know, miles and miles and miles wide. I've seen I've seen plastic slicks here, but nothing like you know like what they've got down there. Fortunately, our our Gulf Stream keeps us pretty clean. So, so Keith, let me ask you though. So again, we 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 all agree that it's largely the third world countries and then just the dumping of garbage and you know and where we have more regulations here in America. Are, are even though it do you do you think that banning the plastic bags will even have a small um, effect on, on that? Do you, are you for the the plastic bag ban? Where do you stand on it? I, I think I think the only thing that it's going to do is bring more attention to the fact, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Yes, it will be inconvenient, but will it actually do any good? Probably not in the big scheme of things. Um, and are people going to get sick from reusing their bags and getting chicken goop, you know, in the bottom of their chicken bags and then throwing their apples in on top of it? Um, you know, the next time they go shopping. So, no, I don't think in our country it's going to make uh, anything other than, you know, uh, an appearance. But but it's, of, inter- it's interesting what you just said there. So you're basically saying, though, that it, this will oh. essentially, you know, it may not, it won't probably won't do anything, but it may get the ball rolling, right? Is that kind of what you're saying? Right. That it'll, it'll say bring some awareness and then, okay, then now we'll start thinking of other things that we can do differently. Is that kind of what you're saying? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's there's there's, there's got to be something that we can do with the third world countries to say, look, you know, you can't keep doing this. You know, what do we need to do to work with you to try to do this? And if you're not willing to work with us, we're going to start restricting the shipment of things in plastic so that you can't do this as, as much. Man. You know, your disposable world is going to go away if you don't start taking care of it better. But see, Keith, that's that's much harder to do, and it's easier to just ban plastic bags, easy, especially if you're a city councilman. Easy. Yeah. Hey, uh, Keith, let me, let me ask you there, how's, uh, how's life on Marathon there with this corona thing going on? You guys um, are spooked at all with, uh, are you no, we get, wary we get, of tourists? We're, we're going we're gonna to get nine ships this weekend to Key West, and uh, out of those nine ships, you know, I'm sure somebody's going to be sick on one of them. Um, but it's, you know, you got to live your life, you know, you, you don't sweat over it until you got it. Right on. And then, you, it, uh, you know, what are you, you going to do? You know, I, thanks, buddy. I, yeah. See that? That's a good call. That's the way to yeah. running a boat down in Marathon Key. 
I could get used to that idea, son. You'll, you'll take your chances now. Right, I'll take my chances. <laughs> hey, uh, Chuck, what do you have, buddy? They can't get rid of these plastic bags, so I'm not supposed to carry my beer in. What are you going to put your empties in? I mean, I keep my white claws in this knitted like uh, bag of yarn that my is that a mother song? made. Do you, right. Do you have it as a crocheted or yeah, is it Yeah, you know, it's nice. It's got like a nice pattern of like a cat on it. Um, <laughs> super tough. Hang in there. It's <laughs> <laughs> that kitten hang in there, going hang in there, and they're drinking white claws. Uh, hey, Bob in Hamilton, your thoughts on plastic bags, buddy? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I think it's a hoax. I, I think it's a total joke. I, I tried to to uh, agree with it. But then we have a guy on television on on show the other night says that in 10 years, there will be more plastic bags than fish in the ocean. Ah, it seems like a stretch, right? It seems like an uh, idiot. I'm not a marine biologist, by all accounts, but that seems Thanks, like a little Bob. bit of an exaggeration. That that does seem like a little <laughs> bit of an exaggeration. <laughs> but no, I'm not kidding. I saw that video the other day, and it was... I almost put it on the blog. I don't know why I did. I've I, said, but no, I mean, I, but you I don't know, know if I saw about. that one, but I've but seen you know ones like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's And it was... Like I said, it was easily 20, 30 seconds long and nothing but trash in this river. That wasn't as big as the Ohio, mm-hmm. but it was certainly a good-sized river, just all garbage. But people, a lot of people don't realize when you go to the beach and if you go to a place in Florida or like a resort, I mean, they clean that thing every day, multiple times a day. If you ever go to a beach, like, you know, you used to go to, you know, San Sal in the Bahamas, where they, it's not cleaned, the beaches are dirty. I mean, they are they are all kinds, and it's you know it's it's the cruise ships that dump stuff off of it, and it all washes up the bottles, the you know the plastic, all that stuff. Let's check in with traffic now, Rob. So, how's that thing on seventy five doing? Oh, it's not much better. They oh, they do Lord. have a crane on the scene that they're trying to. Ends uh, in panicking for absolutely, well, a little tiny reason, not the big reason we're presented with. Yeah, but look, uh, our news department just reported three cases uh, in Ohio, Cuyahoga County up north. So here we go. Buckle in. Leave it in Cleveland. <laughs> uh, let's uh, talk. In the meantime, we're talking about the plastic ban here in town. Hey, wanted to get to Tim in Hillsborough. Tim, how you doing, buddy? What do you have? Uh, good. Just can't we be responsible for our own actions? Do we have to have somebody come in? And get rid of, uh, member jarts, all the things that they come in and say, you guys are too stupid to figure this out for your own. So we're going to have to do it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I guess the, the other side would say, well, apparently people aren't being responsible and taking care of their business because they're just throwing plastic and litter and bags outside their, their car door or whatever. And it's going all over people's property and the, the county's property. Well, so, you know, everything that's bad and dangerous we should get rid of. They're not throwing these bags in their toilets, are they? Why not? 
because it clogs it up. So maybe we should get a little more uh, juvenile in our advertising of, hey, it's a $5,000 fine. We take your car and have, have people with a cell phone rat on them. I called them in, this guy in a Buick's throwing trash can all over, trash all over the place. There you go. And, you know. Right. I hear what you're saying, Tim. Thanks, Tim. Yeah. I think Tim wants a little... Frontier Justice. Right. Right. <laughs> He's my kind of guy. That's my guy, too. I like it. Nick, how you doing? What do you have, buddy? It's been a while, but I talked with a guy when I was in graduate school. He was from India. And I told your producer, he, his mother was the second highest non-elected position in all of India. This was one spoiled punk. Okay? Mm-hmm. He ate a lot of lettuce, a little bit of chicken, and drank a lot of bourbon like a fish. Mm-hmm. But... I asked him, I said, Matthew, what was the first thing you thought of or you noticed when you were on the bus from the airport over to UC? He said, and he smiled, and he said, it was just so clean. And I said, Matthew, you're crazy. There's dirt all, or there's trash all over the side of the highway. He says, you fool. We don't have any money for dumps. The road is the dump. Really? Uh, really over it, there, they just throw it anywhere, yeah. Yeah, think about it. Here it gets better. They don't have enough money to buy a bottle of Coca-Cola, okay? So what they do is they get some dirty river water, and then they buy a packet. And the packet just is exactly like a ketchup packet, a small one. They dump that in. They call that Coca-Cola. And then they turn around and they throw that packet on the ground as they walk. In, in, 19, in the 50s, when England left and India was on their own, all sewer development stopped. Making babies didn't stop. Right. I mean, well, but Nick, I mean, just this is you know thanks, probably off Nick. topic, but like uh, you know, uh, from everything I hear, India is developing, right? It's not. I mean, it's still destitute, but there's lots of oh, development, and jobs, and stuff. Top five economies in the world for sure. You can't pay for landfills. Can't pay for some you know institute some laws to you know have people throw their garbage away. I will tell you that uh, I think it was on our honeymoon, I believe, and we were in Germany. And I just remember driving through this uh, town and looking around going, God, this is really dirty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was, it was Cologne. And uh, there was like garbage laying everywhere. I was like going, well, uh, somebody can't. And this was a main thoroughfare. This was some side back alley right, joint. Right. Uh, what's going on? I had to take a guy named Thor in Independence. Thor, what do you have? Hey, I just want to also add about Mother Nature being involved here. Now, naturally, if we didn't make the plastic, wouldn't be an issue. But as far as stuff going into the ocean, like the earthquakes making tsunamis and how much of that land was wiped out in Japan and all that stuff Mm -hmm. got taken back out into the ocean, there's a lot of it there, a lot of it. Oh, so you're saying a lot of the natural disasters uh, caused the garbage to go into the oceans? No, no. I'm saying it's added to it. Now, if we didn't make it, of course it wouldn't be there. Yeah. But, in fact, uh, it's it's really, you know, Mother Nature does stuff, too, and they add to it. Right. And thanks, Thor. The reason it's made is because it's convenient. Plastic is cheap and convenient. That's why everybody's house out there has... Little, you know, little Tupperware things and places you put your food and you put it in the refrigerator. It's cheap and it's effective, and that's why you do it. Tom, what do you have? Talking about trash on the highway in your case. Yes. Uh, guys, uh, about once or twice a year, I drive from here to Florida. It's a 16-hour drive. I drive straight down. 
And the one thing that I really started noticing is that you pass on 75 South all the way down. You pass Atlanta, which is like far bigger than Cincinnati, as well as all these other little cities, you know, Macon, Knoxville, and whatnot. By far, Cincinnati is the dirtiest, trashiest highways that all the way down to Naples, Florida. And, uh, I mean, it's not even, like, if you drive, once you pass the river and start going south, most of that trash on the highway goes away, and you don't see it again until you cross the river back into Ohio. Really? I've not noticed that. I'm going to take a look at it, though. Years and years of driving to and from, I've noticed that. And and even if you drive on the, the side streets, most of the trash around here that you see, is not plastic bags. It's actually cups, bottles, and cans. See, now now that I agree yeah, with. I, I, I totally can't say that, that I've seen an abundance, uh, an overwhelming majority of plastic bags. It's usually, you know, uh, fast food bags and cups and, and, you know, beer boxes, that sort of stuff, more so than plastic bags. And Norwood Lateral's the worst. Yeah. yeah. And I and, and thanks, Tim. Well, that's the, that's the, I don't care how old you are, who you are. But if you throw a bag, a McDonald's bag, Wendy's, I don't care who it is, out your window on the side of the road, you're a hmm. Yes. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, look. <laughs> come on, man. That's the thing. I, I don't think, I'm not for the plastic bag ban, but I am for us, you know, having a clean environment to live in. Who's, right. who's not for that? Yeah. All right. We got a, a coronavirus expert coming up next. Are we all worried too much? Or not enough. We'll find out after our news. News Radio 700 WLW. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW. Cincinnati. The if in Ohio is really, it really seems like to me that. That's what people are doing right now. I don't. Even, I don't know how to separate fact from fiction. That's. I, I mean, I'm confused to be honest. It is, especially if, if you know the nature of a lot of media. It, it's it's business driven, right? I think we've all realized that by now. So, what is it? You know, is it that there's you know kind of a vacuum, not a ton of lot to, to talk to? You know, the election is still kind of a ways away. Is it being hyped up a lot, or is it this a serious thing? Let's talk to our guest about it. On the AcuteHearingCenters.com hotline from the Division of Infectious Diseases at UC College of Medicine, our friend Carl, Dr. Carl Fichtenbaum. So, Doctor, are we all uh, worrying ourselves sick here, or is this uh, should we should we be worried sick? Well, I think lots of people are worried, and uh, we have the coronavirus or COVID nineteen or uh, SARS CoV two, however you want to call it, uh, here in Ohio. Uh, and I am certain that we will have uh, many cases, uh, including in our area, shortly. Now, so, Doc, uh, yeah, explain to me how is this? How is it similar or different from a really, really bad case of flu? Right, that happens to all of us. We all get the flu. A lot of people. Is it? How does it manifest itself? And is it that much worse than than a bad, bad flu? Well, I think that uh, and many people are getting uh, fevers, uh, sneezing, coughing, uh, achiness, uh, sore throat, and some people are getting pneumonia and serious pneumonia requiring uh, treatment in the intensive care uh, and uh, help from uh, our respirators and uh, more supportive care. So 
it, it could be a bad flu, but I think because we don't have a really good handle on this epidemic yet, that it's hard for us to say exactly how it compares to the flu. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just don't have enough people tested to know how many people will have mild cases, how many people will have more uh, severe cases. Uh, and we're probably not going to know that information yet for a few more months. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's here, um, and we're going to see it in our area, and I think everybody should be prepared. And we should be doing the kinds of things that uh, will help limit the spread of a contagious virus like this. So as far as degrees go, does it depend? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No And on who you are, and by that I mean where you're, whether you're susceptible or whether you're older, or you know, say you're a strapping 25 year old. Is it going to affect you? I'm assuming it's going to affect the more susceptible people way differently than a 25-year-old. Well, so what we know so far is, is that people who are older, those uh, more than 60 years of age, are more uh, severely affected. Those who have other health conditions like heart disease or lung disease seem to be more affected by this. Uh, so while it's true that if you're a young person, uh, you may be less affected by this, but uh, it is really unpredictable. And I think the best thing to do is for everybody to use caution at this point. Uh, Doc, what, again, just going back to how, how it kind of manifests itself, what I've read a lot is that I, I guess it, it stays, it, it incubates in you for an extended period of time without showing any symptoms. And then once you get it, it lasts longer than, than say, your average flu. Is that correct? Well, it may last a little bit longer than the flu, uh, but uh, it does incubate for uh, for several days. So uh, it could be uh, anywhere between 4 to 14 days, uh, and you may or may not have symptoms, and you may be contagious at that time. And that's what is making this uh, really a pandemic is, is that, uh, probably it's already been here in Ohio, uh, but we haven't been testing. Mm. And we are testing now because the state of Ohio and the Department of Health now has testing at their sites, and there are several labs that have begun testing. So I, I think we'll see a, a fairly substantial rise in the number of cases detected. Uh, and, you know, my hope is is that uh, they'll mo- mostly be mild, uh, and people will be able to uh, keep themselves away from others and hopefully not infect others. Uh, and then we'll see uh, where things go. I, I know our health systems are very well prepared, uh, and we're doing everything we can to manage and take care of people who are sick. Dr. Carl Fichtenbaum is our guest. And, Doc, so do should we believe... What I'm driving at here is, as far as the news media goes, 
If you get this stuff, it's like a death sentence. Right, they're acting like you. That's what you would be made to believe. Right, you'd by all the hype, you'd be made to believe that. Oh shoot, you're you're going to die. And I, yeah, from what I, I, I the other stuff I'm I reading, think, that's not the case, right? I think that's a little bit overstated. Um, I don't think that that would be the case. I think for the vast majority of people, it's going to feel like the flu or a bad cold, uh, and most people will recover. Uh, uneventfully. Uh, for some, it, it may be more severe. Uh, and so I think uh, because we can't predict who's going to get a more serious illness, I think it's a little bit hard for people to know. And also because we haven't been testing and we, we haven't been really uh, trying to get a, a handle on the epidemic yet, it's a little bit uh, unnerving for everybody because we just don't know. And lastly, Doc, uh, from what I've, uh, again, read, that any sort of vaccine is going to take a long time, right? Year, year and a half. In your opinion, is this something that's just going to kind of take its course? And, you know, maybe once the weather gets warmer, people get outside, that sort of thing, it'll kind of start to, you know, dissipate a little bit? Or is this going to take some sort of vaccine or cure in order to knock it out? Yeah, my uh, hunch is is that it's, we won't have a vaccine for this particular epidemic and that it will not be a vaccine that will uh, stop the epidemic. Uh, the number of cases in China is declining. So I, I think that after a while, when it's in within a community, it will start to slow down. And I certainly hope that as the warmer weather approaches, that that will help to slow the epidemic around the United States. All right, with that, doctor, we'll let you go. Thanks so much. All right, take care. Thanks, doc. From the uh, Infectious Disease Department of UC Medical. Dr. Carl's the best. He really is, Dr. Carl Fichtenbaum. Hope that makes you feel better. I don't know if I do or not. <laughs> <laughs> I like you are very, and I am too, but you're very defiant. You're not going to let this... This thing control nah, your life, well, Ed? Uh, we talked to that guy a little while ago who lives down in the Keys, and he was saying, and that's what I've been saying. Look, you got to live your life. Agreed. And if I get the flu, I get the flu. Uh, hopefully it goes well. <laughs> Knock on right. Exactly. <laughs> Come here, Ed. i got, I got something to show you. Come over here. i got to show wet you article smooch. here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, yeah, you just got to kind of move on with your life. Yeah, you can't be a prisoner to well, I was talking the, uh, the other, unknown. I was talking the other day uh, with the, you and Rachel about the fact that we are talking about going on a cruise here in the very near future. And I've talked to everybody individually, sat them down like, OK, my wife and I, as a matter of fact, had lunch today. And she was like, so your thoughts. And we talked about it. And I talked to both my boys. My sister's going with us. Talked to her. She's 73 years old. She's like. I'm good. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so when you get on the cruise and, you know, some idiot has too much to drink the night before and he wakes up and he's got a fever and he says, I got coronavirus and you're trapped in the ocean for like a month. Can I have first dibs on, on the call-ins that you'll have to do daily? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no. That's what I said. I was with some friends the other day and they go, what are you going to do if you get trapped on that boat? I was like, that'll be must listen to oh, radio. Oh, yeah, say. Like, See, the, you're the thinking Eddie, ahead here. The Eddie and Rocky show will be on fire. 
We got a guy live on a contaminated boat. Live. <laughs> live in prison on the boat. Ed Fingers, day 17. USS hell with Eddie Fingers. <laughs> but boy, we got a heck of a deal on the price. Yeah. Right. yeah. There are no Walton's thoughts about it. Randy, how you doing? Very good. I, your show is so good. Thanks, buddy. I mean, it is Thank a really you. good show. It's very entertaining. I can't wait to listen to it every day. Thank you, Randy. Uh, you know, something that would probably help this coronavirus when you get sick, and I'm sure, Rock, you've done this, sit in the sauna, you sweat out, the, you sweat it out. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've, you know, I've done that before, and I don't know if, if it works like that, but I know definitely once the weather gets hotter and more humid and things like that, it usually tends to, to take care of that, so. I, 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 yeah. When I get sick, I mean, I sit in my sauna and I sweat it out and I don't get sick long. So yeah. I just... Get hot and just sweat it all out of you, and I'm telling you, it works. Yeah, that works for a lot of people. Thanks, There's no question. Yeah, you probably have a sauna in your house, don't you? Two of them. What do you mean on the upper level or the lower level? Which the, where's the big one? <laughs> <laughs> one where they can fit multiple people is in the basement. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have three. Um. Anyway, so how about this one, Ed? You know, some folks around there, uh, you know, around the world that are, you know. Going to have a little bit of fun with this uh, coronavirus panic that's out there, and as, as you know, toilet paper is like the biggest commodity ever now, right? I know Sloney was talking about that. You today, know, if yeah. if you and I had been smart, you know, three four months ago, we would have just bought just pallets and pallets full of toilet paper, and we could have told this place to just go shove it, and we just sell toilet paper the rest of our lives. So I, uh, and in regard to the Sloney thing too, I was thinking, it, does it? Does coronavirus give you, like, diarrhea or something? I don't think I, so. I haven't heard that part. Why are people well, buying all the toilet this, this paper? It's my same thing with the bottled water. It's like, is, <laughs> is the coronavirus cut off the water supply? No. Does it cause you to uh, go to the bathroom more? I don't think so. Anyway, but it's a commodity. Don't bother about the details. Eh? It's just gotcha. people are just no. freaking okay. out. Anyway. It'd be like more, make more sense if you'd, like, uh, buy a bunch of uh, canned chicken. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, it makes about as much sense. Well, that's the other thing I was telling Ken Brew. He was spraying around some of the Lysol. I was like, dude, don't waste that. You can sell that on Facebook yeah. right now for like 27 bucks, even a half-empty can. That's like a big-time commodity right now. Anyway, so so uh, amidst all the freak out here, this is over in Yorkshire. This is across the, the pond, as they say. This guy named Eddie Chapman, he owns one of those um, like arcade places, right? You know what I mean? Okay. Like, you know, arcades, you know, video games yeah, and stuff sure, like yeah, that. Yeah. And he, he, <laughs> he has one of those, you know, those machines that everyone loves, but they're impossible. Those, the, 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 the claw the machine. Claw one, yeah. Well, he has stuffed the inside or he has put toilet paper inside oh, his claw geez. machine. <laughs> and for a mere 30 pennies. Okay. You can uh, go in there and see if you can get you one of those high commodity rolls of toilet paper. Now, when you see one of those claw machines, do you get all excited thinking there's going to be some white claws in there? And... <laughs> now, there's an idea. Hey. A claw machine where you can win a claw. That'd be pretty hard to do, though, when you're thinking, unless you had a magnet on there. and it's... Well, it's one thing for Autom- certain, I would waste claw. a lot of money trying to get it. <laughs> but anyway, I say it's funny. He said, I think all this panic buying toilet paper roll has been so ludicrous, so I came up with this idea to hopefully get people to calm down. So there you go. Again, I, I've been hearing all about that stuff. Like you said, with water, do you really think that the the taps are going to shut off? What do you think is going to happen here? 
<laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Very irrational. Well, we go back to the social media thing. You and I are always talking about it, and I will always blame the social media because it only takes one or two people. It's like the disease itself. One person can infect one person who infects 10 people, who infects 100 people, and on and on. Same thing with an errant tweet. That's the same thing with tweets and Facebook and whatnot. One person posts one thing. It only takes one dumb bunny to believe what they said, and they go, oh, my God, look at what I saw, and on it goes. There you go. It's one of those things. Now, this seems like your kind of guy. Jason Huff of uh, Indiana was charged with intimidation where a defendant draws a, a deadly weapon. This was on Wednesday night. He was in a... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At a local bar there. And uh, Leroy's Hot Stuff Bar, by the way. Oh, that's a killer place. And he uh, drew a gun and started threatening everybody in the bar. He was really drunk mm-hmm. because he didn't like the song that the karaoke guy was doing. I mean, he's done, he's doing what everybody has thought of, right? Who the hell put three six seven five three zero nine on the? Who in the God's name would right. put that on the jukebox? Who I want answers. Who right? picked it? Uh, but, uh, yeah, so it ended up, long story short, he was with his cousin. She talked him into going to the parking lot where she disarmed him. Of course, the police showed up and said that he, uh, uh, quote, unquote, appeared quite intoxicated. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. And uh, his cousin said, you know, he's got an issue. He, uh, That's not going to stand up in court, though. When the cop was handcuffing him, he didn't fight back against the cop. All he kept saying to the cop was, have fun. You good? <laughs> <laughs> trying, trying to throw him off. Trying to throw him off. <laughs> That's what's going to happen to you, having one too many claw That's one right. night, man. Ah. All right. The market- Who put you two on the jukebox? <laughs> ah, can't take it. Nathan Backrex in the studio to uh, talk about the stock market today. Down two grand. We shall discuss after our news right now. News Radio 700 WLW. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW. Cincinnati. Coronavirus now confirmed in the Buckeyes. Yeah. NASDAQ down, I think, 500. I'm not sure about that. Here to discuss our good friend, Nathan Backrack. Nathan, so is it time to... Uh, panic yet, or should we wait a few days? <laughs> yeah, well, I think if you want to panic at this point as an investor, sure, go ahead. You deserve to. Panic is one thing. Doing anything that might harm you financially, right. long term, yeah, well, that's a, that's a different story. But um, you know, first off, 
People don't act, they overreact. Markets don't act, they overreact. And so all of a sudden, uh, you know, we've got a virus. It's not something to trifle with. I got that. 101 countries now have said they got a, a COVID-19 case or a coronavirus or whatever you would like to call it. It's just it's nasty something. And um, so I guess there's still a few countries that haven't been infected yet. Go team. <laughs> uh, I'm sure by the end of, well, we got three, a couple cases announced today in Ohio. Yeah, three in Ohio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that will happen. This too shall pass. Uh, the economy was slowing a little bit as we got into this year. So the rally we got that went through about the middle of February before it got the tires blown out, um, you know, there were some people kind of going, gee whiz, you think this is really justified? But then, you know, we just got numbers a couple of days ago that said 229,000 people got a job. Now, I understand it might not have been a $10 an hour job, might have been the job they wanted, but we're still looking for people. The economy was still moving forward. Now we're getting to a case. Let's forget about all the headlines for a minute. Here's the deal. Here's how recessions, the only thing that's going to kill your investments at this point is a deep, steep, long recession. Now let's go back to 2008. 750,000 people a month losing their job. You see any of that? Mm. I don't don't see any of that, okay? Millions of houses being foreclosed with banks going, what are we going to do? How are we going to sell them? Bankruptcy attorneys, probably the hottest profession in 2008, 2009. Do you see any of that now? No. No. Now, we were going into a bit of a slowdown. I got that. But was it a 20% correction slowdown? No. But no one can say when it's going to end. And I give you, you know, when I try and walk, when I go in the office in the morning, it's like trying to sort data is like trying to take a drink from a fire hydrant. If you get in front of it, it's going to knock your butt 10 feet back in the other right, direction, right? right? Mm-hmm. Here's a stat that I've got last week on Friday. It's hit me since. The port of Los Angeles. 90% of what comes from Asia goes to the port of Los Angeles. They normally have 10 super tankers or 10 super freighters that they're unloading. What have they got now? Four. All right. Now, we keep consuming and our economy keeps going. There's going to come a point when you're going to go to Costco and go, oh, why there's not what I thought. Well, where is it? Oh, it's not in. You know, all the fashion that changes every two weeks on the tables at Costco and uh, yeah. at all those places. It's going to be like, you know, they're going to be selling books. And you know how popular. Read? Huh? Yeah, b- books are, right? So, yeah. <laughs> we, so when the supplies dry up. And, you know, when, when we in our tariff, you know, we'll, we're going to welcome a tariff war. Because, you know, that hasn't, uh, we haven't, that's gone so far down in the headlines. Nobody's even talking about tariffs right now. But at some point, we're going to have a supply problem, which is that we're not going to be getting things. And 60, look, 65% of Procter & Gamble's business takes place outside the United States. You can sit here in our little bubble, and we can say everything's going to be fine. But eventually, at some point, 65% of the world slows down, whether it's because they're media or not. You can lay whatever excuse you want on it. When everybody finally slows down, and Italy closed down the northern part of their country where most of their economic uh, engine takes place, uh, Procter's not going to be able to have the earnings for a quarter or so. Yeah, it will go down. But the difference is, look, here's a traditional recession. You as a consumer start to go, wow, I'm kind of worried. Hey, Martha, let's not buy that thing, the car, the this this month. Okay, consumer spending starts to slow down. And then businesses start to see their inventories rise. And they go, wait a second, why do I have Rocky and Eddie uh, out in the plant building stuff if I can't sell it because my inventories are rising? So they go, Rocky, Eddie, uh, by the way, uh, 
sorry, uh, take a breather, will you? And uh, we'll call you in a month or two or three and hope you don't find another job in the meantime. All right. Mm-hmm. So then they lay you off. Then eventually the consumer sees their neighbors getting laid off. And they, even if they weren't nervous, now they're nervous. And then all of a sudden the whole community is not buying stuff. And when that happens, you have a recession. And then at some point, somebody goes, hey, look, I need that thing. Go buy that car. Go buy that truck, whatever. And then somebody starts buying a truck. Second person buys a truck. They start feeling good. They got to raise the work. Next thing, business. Make make more trucks. Yeah, business. You got it. And then the virtuous cycle starts the opposite way. Well, in this case, that's not what we got. We got the fact that we can't get stuff because other countries weren't shipping it and people can't travel. And when you can't uh, have inner, you could talk about being a global economy, whether you like that or you don't like it. Guess what? We get a lot of things from somewhere else. And so if the supplies start to dry up, that's going to hurt us. Now, what our nation's bank, the Federal Reserve, did is they made money so blessedly cheap by cutting interest rates last week that they're hoping you will keep spending because money is so cheap and you can get it so readily. Right. But, and- but let me let me ask you this. So is should we look at it differently depending on where you are? So somebody who's getting ready to retire and has money in the stock market, should they look at what's going on now differently than, say, me or someone who's 30, yeah. If you were retiring today, you should have taken the Ed Fink rule uh, before he retired. He said, "Look, you better have two to three years of extra money, so you don't have to touch your investments." You know, the law, even in two thousand eight, by two thousand and eleven, if you could have gone through all that money, your investments would have recovered. So you can find that real quick if you had a good advisor, because if you're not prepared and you have to start cashing things in that you didn't want to cash in because they got surrender charges or they're down in value, something like that, that's when you can say, honey, when we get through this, we're going to find ourselves a real advisor because we we weren't prepared for our retirement. So in uh, as far as this drop today went and yep. dropped all last week, uh, we talked about the uh, COVID, but also this oil war. Going oh yeah, on. oh yeah. I so mean, all of a sudden, so you got this glomming onto each other. Well, what you've got now is two dictatorships: Saudi Arabia and Russia. I know they say they have elections in both places, but yeah, sure. you know, yeah. I'm I'm unconvinced. All right, <laughs> gotcha. yeah. So um, uh, Russia, which is that's called OPEC plus one, the oil producing uh, countries plus one. Russia, that's the only thing keeping Russia afloat. They didn't have oil. Believe me, they wouldn't be bothering anybody for anything, least of all elections. All right. But they got oil. And uh, Saudi Arabia said, look, uh, we need to cut production so that we can drive the price up so that we'll all get a little more per gallon. Otherwise, we're going to get killed. Russia and Mr. Putin said, nah, I don't need you. I'm going to keep producing. Saudi Arabia thought about that for a day and said, this is like a poker game. said, oh, really? Well, watch this hand. And we're going to just take and go from 10 million barrels a day to 11 million barrels a day. We're going to grab some market share because we're going to have oil's going to get cheap. People are going to come buy our oil. By the way, Mr. Putin, and whatever title you're carrying around or engineering up next, eat that. And so they're having a war, a price war right now. Now, that's really nice for us because when you go to the pump tonight, like it, it's less than $2 a gallon. That's great. So let them destroy themselves. You know, the nice part about it is that unless you need the money from the stocks, from stocks today, 
Think about this. Iran is like sucking for money. They don't have, they didn't have any to begin with. They're going to have to they have find now. They yeah. they might actually have to finally make a decision on whether or not they want to finance terrorism or feed their people. I mean, that'd be great. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe this will maybe this will lead the Middle East peace. But look, there's three reasons to sell a stock. And only three reasons, if you take nothing else from my uh, time here, would be this. Number one, you sell a stock because you need the money. If you need the money tomorrow because you've got to pay a bill or keep your, a hospital bill or something, you sell a stock. Number two, there's something wrong with the stock you own. And there's something, three, there's something better you can buy. Well, right now, it's hard to tell if anybody's better or worse because, you know, a rising tide lifts all boat, investments went down. So staying the course right now. If you if you over participated in this decline, if the market's down fifteen and you're down twenty, this is the time to look at you if you're or your advisor and go, uh, this is not the way it's supposed to be. And so it's, it's this is when you start talking about how much you should have had in bonds because interest rates have went down, have gone down, and the value of bonds went up. And listen, I've been calling, uh, I happen to do business with Emory Federal Credit Union. I'm driving them nuts. Okay, I call up Emory's president Todd Kane every day and I go, uh, Todd, uh, rates went down. I need a new loan at a lower rate. And he's like, <laughs> every day, <laughs> just about. And he goes, oh, my God, Nathan, will you leave me? For, I don't give him a moment's peace. But here is the deal. This is a, like a, uh, I don't know whether this is an end-of-month clearance sale, a semi-annual clearance sale, going out of business. It's not a going out of business sale. Rates are really, really low. The U.S. Tre- the yeah, ten- there's people in refinancing their house. I mean, all kinds of stuff. I'm thinking demand, about doing that. Demand's yeah. up 250%. You might be able to get to the front of the line because they'll go, oh, we know that. We recognize that redheaded guy. Come here. Bring him in. It'll be right. good for, yeah, yeah, be yeah, good yeah. for PR. Right? Get him <laughs> in. Get him to the front of the line. We'll, we'll give him a loan. The rest of you will be spitting at you while you're walking up the front door. But um, no, go to your banker now and say, look, if not today, when can I get in here, refinance? If you've got any kind of debt long-term, you know, three, five, three years, five years, seven years, 15-year mortgages, take advantage of these rates right now. They should not be this low. It's, an, it's kind of an anomaly. Take advantage of it. Yeah. Save the money now. And then when you save 50 bucks a month, see, here's the deal. People go, oh, I'm not going to refi because what the heck? I only save 40 bucks, 50 bucks a month. Learn to multiply by 12. 50 bucks a month doesn't sound like a lot, but if I give you 600 bucks, that's what you save. You know, $1,000 is 83 bucks a month. 160 bucks a month you save on your mortgage, that's $2,000 a year. Take that money and put it away because nobody's saving enough. There you go. With that, Nathan, we'll let you go. Thanks. It's great having you in the hey, studio, man. Nice seeing see you guys. See you. Yeah, if you yeah. ever invite me back, I might do it again. Hey, well. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Wasn't that great? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we check in with traffic. Rob, what's going on? <laughs> From the UC Health Traffic Center, offering the only love drugs. And he was just in town or is coming to town with was, Ron White, right? He was in Indy last night with Ron okay. White. Okay. Got it. But in the meantime, let's talk to Adam in Indiana. Adam, you wanted to sound off about the stock market. What do you have? Yeah, I just wanted to give the bear point of view, considering you just had the bull point of view. But the stock market really has been propped up artificially for a good two years now. Um, the whole thing with the bailout with the uh, with the farm industry all the government spending is pretty much propped that up. If you notice, the last over the last year, Trump has tried to get interest rates dropped. Mm-hmm. And having the Fed drop the interest rates shows you that it's definitely... Did we lose him? 
Pretty sure we lost him yeah. there. But I, I think there's there's some truth to what he's saying. Look, you start talking to me about times. finances. Yeah. I got a I got a guy who handles all of our stuff. I go to him and go, "This is this is screwed up. Fix it. Fix it. If what it's do doing do? great, I say, great job. Keep it up. Go get him. <laughs> That's pretty much the way it works in that business. No, I hear you. That's, yeah. That's the reason I would never want to do that in a trillion. Now, years. you don't do any of that. Some people like like to play around with the little stocks and stuff on their own, just to. I've never done it I've for the same of, reason I've you just said. It. I don't. I, I don't know enough to, yeah. to feel like I'd be any good at it. So I, I've I've thought about it before, but it's kind of like going to a casino. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'd rather sit online and play some play blackjack than to act like I know what I'm doing picking stocks. Now <laughs> let me ask you this: on that note, if somebody delivered you free drinks while you were picking the stock, would you consider it? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> well, that's the reason I'm married. <laughs> oh, God, she's oh, not listening. Song? All right, we, uh, we're going to be talking to Vic Henley. He's a comic, you know, very funny guy. That's after the news right now. News Radio 700 WLW. Turn it on, Captain. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW, Cincinnati. It is now here, and the state says prep up the new uh, album. Yeah. And I'm real happy for my good buddy here on the AcuteHearingCenters.com hotline, Vic Henley. How in the hell are you, buddy? Man, I'm so happy, despite... Well, first of all, there's always a laugh a day when Rock's sitting there. <laughs> there you go. There you let's, go. Let's just go into his personal life. There's a ton of humor there. <laughs> Dive into it, man. Well, Rock, don't get Rocky started on his uh, his family life. But yeah, it does I, get sad. It does. I, see, I like it because it's kind of a... Me being comedian, it's a tightrope of sarcasm and reality. But then regular people, it's a little too real. So. Well, but, but here's the deal: I got going around in my household, Vic, and that is we have a uh, third kid on the way, and oh, no. my wife was wanting a boy or wanting a girl, but it turns out it's going to be a boy. So it's you know, it's a little the missus so is she's a little, three for three. So she's over three. She, yeah, I I am three for three. She's that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So, but when's this one? Now, how soon is this one, Rob? Uh, this Sorry, is but... uh, August, uh, end of August. So, okay, yeah. all right. Okay. But no, but it's oh, so she's on the testosterone drive train down to <laughs> yeah. eternity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as if she didn't think that when we got married. Now she definitely knows. <laughs> Rethinking. Yes. Yes, yes. Oh, it's a cauldron of testosterone in the house now, man. <laughs> no, he's, like, he's got no, three. He's got three dogs. Y chromosomes. He, yeah. He's got yeah. three dogs and they're all male. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Bless. Oh, she needs. Okay, I'm gonna leave my apartment one weekend and just let her come here and sit quietly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we need like a female here. fish I'll, or no, something. There's, no, there's nail salons. There's a massage. There's the not not crazy massage. There's but no. There's <laughs> every woman's dream is within one block. I will. I'll use Delta Miles and bring her here. There you go. I'm gonna take you up on that, man. So, Only because after that it's gonna be, you know, she's on the Green Mile. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So, so Henley, you just dropped this new album. Hell is real. Coming off between everybody knows that billboard between uh, 
Columbus and Cincy on 71 South yep. there. Yeah. And that guy took it upon himself, and I always thought that was one of the funniest things. And I wrote some jokes about it, and I taped it at Go Bananas, and it's my favorite club in America. And so there's a lot of the the, up, the first few tracks are a lot of Cincy or Ohio stuff. And then it just drifts into me doing my horrible hacky jokes. But Sirius is playing it. It's on iTunes. It's on Amazon. It's on Google. Anywhere you can get it, album, download, whatever you want to call it, me and Dougie are combined 750 years old. So. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so you can get it. Do you, can you get it from your website or what? Absolutely, I think so. Yeah. I, I, again, I'm the least. I'm like a monkey with a typewriter on technology. So, but uh, the the people I put in charge of all of this, I believe, have got it all up and it's all going. And I'm doing a launch party tomorrow on the Raw Dog Network at Sirius tomorrow at eleven. And they've all been really good. And yeah, so anywhere if you if you just Google, you know, hell is real, Vic Henley, you should get it. It's fifty five minutes. It's really good. It's but it's right there. I'm I'm really, I had to listen to it for two weeks, and you know how much I hate that. <laughs> Doug, Ed Fingers knows how much right. he, both of us. The least thing we want to do is listen to us. We we'd rather put on Louis Armstrong and Ella Fitzgerald. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so so what else has been going on with you, man? You're living there in uh, New York City. Everything's rocking along, avoiding the coronavirus, which uh, I've told everybody, uh, living in comedy condos for 35 years, uh, I believe I'm immune to the coronavirus. <laughs> Let me, I, I, ate I, the I, man- I ate the mayonnaise in the condo. I ate the mayonnaise in the condo. Wow. <laughs> Let me, I wanted to ask you that. Are, like, when you're on tour and you're doing these clubs and stuff, are, are coronavirus jokes a hit right now or not? Well, they're all doing the, you know, week one, everybody did the, uh, well, unless you, uh, as long as you got a lot of lime, you know, because Corona. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, other than that, now you're just watching people be stupid is all it is about. And so um, but I, I enjoy all the comedians uh, jumping up to the, you know, when I can take a shower in a shower and the curtain stands up by itself with no hooks because there's so much mold on it. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't worried about coronavirus. <laughs> so have you never, but have you noticed any like in the clubs you do and all that stuff? No, and, no, and, and no, no. Nobody's no, standing no, down, everybody. right? Well, it's one of those things because all the late night guys, once you go through Colbert and Fallon and, and Seth Myers and all of them, and then 38 people on the writing staff, and then John Oliver and, you know, all this, it, it, it just turns into a thing, and I don't even know, but I'm not really that. Again, I, I enjoy the fact that all the comedians went, if you've ever been in one comedy condo ever, <laughs> you are not. You're you're cancer free for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> so you were just uh, touring with uh, well, you you do shows occasionally with uh, Ron White. We were down in uh, we did Indy uh, last Friday, and uh, and then we went down to Paducah, Kentucky. I've been there. And it was, oh, it's it's really nice, yes. actually. Yeah. And they we. Uh, and I quizzed them on, they're like, well, you know, it's very famous because four rivers come together here. And I'm like, uh, Tennessee, Mississippi, Ohio, what's the fourth one? And no one knew. <laughs> what is it? I don't know, but I, <laughs> I went to John Prine's song. I went, Mountain Dye the Green River, where paradise <laughs> <laughs> All right, with the, with that, Henley, we will let you go. Hell is real. Is the, hell is real? Thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you, Ed Fingers. I Rock. Rock, I'm glad with the boys, Rock. I'm very happy for thank you. Thank you, Vic. I'm telling you, you might need to uh need to send the wife out there and you know I will let her do that, I swear to God. All right. I'm on the road. I don't Why know if I trust I? you though. It's, it's, it's a free Airbnb. <laughs> it's a free Airbnb, basically, is but, what I'm on. Believe me, Devin, I have taken advantage of that before. Jacuzzi tub. Jacuzzi. You don't want to know the stories I know about Deb and the jacuzzi tub. Oh, uh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> See you, buddy. <laughs> See you, Vic. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> There's uh, Vic Henley. Good guy. Yeah, he's crazy. Yeah. Uh, You've have... known him a long, long time, right? Huh? You've known him a long time, right? Uh, yeah, probably. Shoot, I don't know. Probably 30 years. He was like, he, he does love Go Bananas. He was sort of, when I first met him, that's when he was doing, that's when they were the funny bone. Okay. That used to be the funny bone, and then the funny bone moved to Sharonville, and now it's moved to. Mason or where I don't know. I guess exactly yeah, I've been to it. Now, did you have him on the show? Like you know, oh yeah, we, show we got to be we got to be friends, really yeah. good friends. And, yeah, he's good dude. Uh, been like I said, we did. He was out of town one time on uh, on tour, and I took the family over. And I because he's it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Stayed at my house a million times. So I called him and uh, I was like, so Henley. Look, I'm going to have to call a favor on you. I know you're going to be out of town because he and I had talked not too long before that. And he's like, and no, he was more than well. He was like, oh, help yourself, man. I don't care. Heck yeah. What the hell? Now, isn't he the one that bought the, the condo in New York for like nothing back in the that 80s is or something? And now it's, you know, like prime locale. Exactly. Well, yeah. Like, I want to say he bought it like 90, say. Okay. And. I don't know how much he he might have spent one hundred fifty thousand dollars on it. Well, so even then it was a lot of money, but now Which is the right. God. I was going to say it's a lot of money, but now, good God, I don't know. It's uh, on the Upper East Side and right in the middle of all the cool stuff, about five blocks away from Central Park. Cool, can't beat that, Hoss. Right, well, I'm gonna if I ever find my way up there, I'm gonna give him a call. <laughs> yeah, well, you might need that break to go live in his house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. We uh, check in with traffic. Rob, what's going on? Well, the major backup has now reached. Got to save it. That's a commodity right now. People can't find that stuff. Here's the thing. In radio, you're susceptible to so much disease and illness because everybody's all touching the same buttons. These microphones are about, oh, I don't know. I'm touching it right now. Right. So, and, and we're spitting into it as everybody, as you, so as you say, talk. I mean, you start thinking there's, about there's how a lot dirty of these nasty stuff are. going on around here. Correct. But Bruce just kind of takes it overboard. He's, you know, hosing the thing down. So let's, let's talk about this, Ed, right? So how would you like to earn an extra 4500 bucks? That's a pretty good amount of money, right? I'm totally down. And, um, you know, we're all going to get the coronavirus anyway. So why not get paid for it? Apparently. There's a British company called Havivo um, that describes itself as an industry-leading services provider in viral challenges 
um, and laboratory services supporting product development for customers, developing antivirals, vaccines, respiratory therapeutics, etc. They are offering people money, 4500 bucks American, to voluntarily infect themselves with coronavirus to be used as a guinea pig to how to treat it and how to use some of their products. Forty-five again. We're, we're probably going to get it anyway. Why not get make a few bucks for it? I like I said, I'm totally down. Some studies estimate. Well, you're 60- young. You're young and healthy. See, I'm <laughs> I'm too old. So, <laughs> uh, but my wife's not. Yeah. So um, I'm going to offer her up. <laughs> some studies estimate sixty percent of the population will get infected with it. So make a couple bucks. You know, whatever. See, I can volunteer my wife and my two kids. Uh, make a quick like uh, fourteen hundred bucks. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Fourteen thousand bucks. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, that's right. It is fourteen thousand. Yeah, and that's significant money now. That is. Oh, okay. okay. I got. Right. I got to talk I'll, to some. I'll people. give you the number, the place here. I so, got to talk to some people. Um, I, I got another one here. So this is um, what is your version of hell, Ed? I've <laughs> got a few of them, but go ahead. Well, mine would be. This scenario here. So there's a easy jet plane. Okay, it took off from uh, Manchester, England, uh, bound for um, Spain. Okay, when not one, but two separate fights erupted on the plane in two separate groups of passengers as the tax as the airplane went down the runway for takeoff. So what happened was they're run, going down the the runway, gotcha. getting ready to take off. A fight breaks out. The crew says, look, we're, we're, we're stop abort taking off here. We got to get this thing figured out. So they stop the plane and circle it back, get the people off that were fighting, calm everybody down, say, okay, we're ready to take off now. Go down the runway again. And a separate set of idiots get in a fight. All told, this cost three hours in delays for the other people that were aboard this flight. Uh, an EasyJet spokesman said some of the passengers had been drinking their own alcohol before they got on the plane. I you was, think? I was going to say, is alcohol a factor? Of course it is. But seriously, not once, but twice, having to get you know get people off the plane that are being unruly. Oh my God, that would I would I'd be the, I'd be the third person. I'd be the third person to have to take off. You would have beat up all those people <laughs> who were fighting. Just there would right, boom. Just, there would have been no who's right, who's wrong here. You just start hitting everybody. <laughs> Oh man, God, that would be terrible. Airport, air, I mean, there is nothing worse than the delays. You're sitting on the airport airplane. I remember one time I was. This was when I, I, I literally, I had to be. I was flying from Memphis. Mem- that morning, I had to be in California to do a the Notre Dame USC game that night on radio. So I'm like, okay, you know, you're a little nervous because you're flying out the day of. You're like, okay, you're on the plane. It's a direct flight. And you're a little nervous until the plane starts going down the runway. Then you're like, home free, right? Yeah, We're going to get absolutely. up in the air. And it's going to be wonderful. I'm going to watch a movie. Literally, as, we, as the plane's getting ready to just lift itself off the runway, they slam on the brakes. And we're like, wow, everyone's like, what the hell's going on here? And they circled back, and some part had broken on something. And we had to, I mean, we were literally getting ready to take off. And then, no, nothing. Like another, it was like an eight hour delay. Well, see, you don't want to go up in the sky with a broken part, though. At the time, I did, though. At the time, I said, get this plane in the air, which was stupid. But that's where my mindset was. <laughs> I don't care. I'll take it. Just get it in the air. Let's go. 
Because that that happened. Uh, I've told this story before. We were going on a cruise with my with my mother and sister and the two kids, and we were flying for some reason. I don't know why I thought this was a good idea. We were flying the day of the cruise, but we left here at like eight in the morning. There was like short layover in Atlanta. We were taking off out of Tampa, and the, the we were we we're going to get plenty into, of time. We were going to get into Tampa around noon. The the boat didn't leave until like five o'clock, so I'm like, "Wow, ah, we got plenty of time." Oh no! Eh. Mm, so uh, we're sitting here in Cincinnati, and it was a it was beautiful morning, but it was the middle of February, so it's like twenty degrees or whatever the hell it was, and so they had to de-ice the plane, and they had to de-ice all the planes, and we're like about seventh in line. Yep. And I'm looking at my watch, and I'm looking at Deb, and I was like. We're not going to make the uh, connection. She's like, ah, we're fine. I'm like, we ain't making you the ain't connection. Making it, yeah. <laughs> so that was it. You didn't make it. We did not. And so then, I mean, it's a long, crazy rigmarole story, but we finally ended up hooking up with a cruise ship like three days later. Oh, my something. God. Did Deb want to kill you after this? I know. We were, uh, we were fine. The, the boys thought it was fun. They were like, well, we Fine. flew down to the Cayman Islands. Oh, okay, you seem you, know, you made to a, meet the ship down there. Good situation out of a okay. Well, yeah, I had to buy the tickets. I was gonna say, but my <laughs> my mom and my sister and my aunt all had travel insurance, so they just said, "Oh well." And you didn't buy the travel. You blame it. You booked a flight to Tampa in February out yes, of Cincinnati. Yes, yes. For a cruise that left that night, and you didn't buy a traveler's insurance. That'd be correct, sir. And that's the truth. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> hey, I paid the price. That's, yes, that's why learned. I like you. You're, you like to live dangerously. Oh, man. Should we do uh, what are, you want to do so that, Do that right now? Yeah, yeah. well, that we can talk. Whatever, man. We got, we got the bags topic. We got all kinds of stuff. All right, well, uh, let, we're going to discuss what we're going to do here. While you listen to the news, news radio. 700 WLW. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW. Cincinnati. Ohio has residents test positive. Traveling. Are you changing your plans? 749-7800, the big one pound, 700 on AT&T. I mean, spring break is here. It is. Starting next time. I know my kids are next week on spring break. And so for the next two, three weeks, a lot of kids are going to be, you know, on break. And a lot of people are going to or we're planning on traveling. But but now tell your story for those who didn't hear from earlier that you have a cruise coming up in the near future. And yep. you sat down with your family and, and you guys talked about what you're going to do. Right. Right. We had both of my, uh, you know, my my kids. And obviously my wife and uh, my sister's going to join us. And she's a little bit older. And so then all this stuff, you know, this has been booked forever. I think I think Deb booked this thing in like last last March. Early 2017. I'm, I'm not kidding you. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, been waiting and getting excited and blah, blah, blah. Now this stuff is really breaking. So I did... I don't want to be irresponsible about all this. But first, I was just saying, I'll oh, screw it. No, I'm not going to change anything because of this. And uh, then I started thinking, eh, let's not be 
crazy about it. So I, I talk to everybody individually. Look, if you don't, if anybody doesn't want to go, none of us are going. And I think that's fair. I mean, my kids are grown. All for one, one for all. Correct. Exactly. I was like, I'm not going to force anybody to do something they don't want to do. It's supposed to be a vacation. <laughs> so, right. um, but everybody to a person was like, nah, man, I'm good. Like I said, my old, my sister is 73 years old. She's like, I'm good. And I'm like, well, okay, well, if you don't care, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah. So uh, we're not going to change and away we go. So are the uh, point being, are you going to change? Seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred. the big one, pound 700 on AT&T. I saw some stuff on Facebook. People were saying that they were canceling trips to Disney World or whatever the case might be. So, and they, yeah, and they just canceled some big ten- tennis tournament I saw out in uh, California. Well, they, they, I was going to go to the Arnold Classic uh, last right. uh, Friday. They canceled that. Um, you, you wonder, are they going to cancel the uh, NCAA tournaments coming up soon? They were talking about canceling the uh, Coachella Festival out there, which is a big deal. And also, they just canceled South by Southwest down in Austin, yeah, which is a giant big, deal. That's a big deal. So, taking your calls now. Hey, Jeff in Indiana, what do you got, buddy? Are you canceling anything, or are you just saying full speed ahead? No, man, baby, full speed ahead. <laughs> <laughs> where, where are you? <laughs> you got it, man. We're heading out to Vegas. Well, this weekend coming up, we're going to Atlanta Motor Speedway. I'm not scared. And then we're going to go uh, two weeks after that, we're heading out to Vegas. Wow, that's that's a nice couple of trips right in a row I, there, man. I am definitely, I am definitely going to play the odds, and I'm not going to catch. <laughs> All right, well, good Jeff, for you, man. He, have have fun, brother. Sounds like you're already. I'll say he has a great attitude ready, going there. Ready you can to tell. go? Yeah, laughing it off. Going to a NASCAR. NASCAR. That's going to be. Uh, they're going to be. Well, see, that's the thing. Like here, we got opening day coming up in what three weeks? Two weeks? That's a good question. I wonder you if know. that. No, come on. You got 40,000 people there. You got the parade downtown. All that those would people. be silly. Let's talk to Dave about it. Dave in Westchester, what do you got, buddy? Well, my wife and I have a trip planned to Scotland in um, late September, early October. And she was she just wanted to know what other people thought. So she put the put a thing out on Facebook, and I guess together we got about 300 friends together. And she said, we are, you know, we're looking to... Take this trip. What would you all do? Would you go ahead and book the flights, or would you hold off to see what was going on? And about 30-something people responded, and the answer was universal. Book the trip. Just book it. Let's go. Which I thought was really interesting, because I think most people realize that this is nothing more than, sure, it's contagious, but it's the flu. And you might get a little sick, but that's it. Yeah, and uh, and thanks, Dave. That's... That's the reason I'm not, I haven't gotten a flu shot. I don't think I've ever had a flu shot. Just because I'm like, look, if I get it, I get it. But. I feel like every year they always say, well, you know, we, we there was like three or four strains it could have been, and we, we chose the wrong one, right? Every They're never like, yep, we nailed the the flu strain that's coming out this year. It always morphs or changes or something. So it's what uh, Austin, our producer, just uh, sent a note here. Miami is considering online-only classes after spring break. What so, could go wrong there? Exactly. Well, like I told you. Some of those kids need, you know, it's like the NFL, right? Like, when do all the incidents of people screwing up happen in the off season when you don't have a schedule and you don't have to be at the facility? You're going to let a bunch of kids run around, college kids run around aimlessly. Oh, just get your work done, whatever. 
Well, you just traveled, so you're not planning on traveling anytime soon, right? Um, uh, actually, in the near future, I'm uh, be getting on a plane. Yeah, well, you're you're not taking the family though. No, on that no, trip, no, right? no, no. Yeah, there's, you're gonna do your bear grills thing right. or whatever that guy's you know, name is. Hunt uh, uh, Tasmanian devils in uh, Vegas. <laughs> Dig. Just taking a knife and getting out there. (laughs) Got your Rambo paint on, ready to kick some ass. Hey, uh, Sean, thanks for calling, buddy. What do you have? Well, we got a cruise scheduled here in about a month or so, and we're going to be heading down to Mexico. We just got notification from uh, the cruise line that they're offering all kinds of incentives and everything like that for people not to uh, cancel their trip. And they told us, they're like, hey, you don't, Cancel your trip. We'll give you two hundred dollars to spend on the boat. So we're like, bonus. <laughs> yeah, you know what? My wife just saw the same thing. Yeah, a lot of the cruises are doing that because they're losing a lot of money. If those boats go out empty, they're having to pay the the workers and everything. So they're they're doing anything they can to keep people on their uh, paying the bills. I'll tell so, you what, Sean. Yeah. Not to gouge anybody, but I bet you could call them up right now and say, you know, give them a sob story. Hey, I don't know. I'm nervous. This and that, and they'll they'll give you more than a couple hundred bucks. Just telling you. Oh, I'm sure. So yeah. they'll, they'll do anything to fill those revenue boats. <laughs> Good deal. Yeah. Thanks, Good deal, Sean. Sean. Keep me posted. I mean, you're talking me into this See, more and more. I mean, if I'm going to end know, up doing this cruise, I definitely want to. Rarely do milk you get leverage, leverage in life, and when you do, you gotta gotta drop the hammerhead. Chad and Marymont, are you changing? Hey, how we, yep, you guys doing all right? Good, man. Yeah. You changing plans at all, or what are you doing? Well, actually, no. I just got back, went down to the Keys, and was in Atlanta, layover. And I think everything that I have noticed that guys like you have the opportunity to make this as crazy as you want or as calm as you want. <laughs> right. uh, it was definitely uh, 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 in the airplane. Everybody's spraying everything down, sneezes, everybody wants to run, uh, but I think it's, it's how you deal with it. Um, I definitely think that. You guys said something about Miami shutting down classes? Yeah, Miami and uh, Oxford up there, yeah. In Oxford, yep. So uh, they have a very high um, Asian population, I guess you want to say, in regards to students. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure if that's a reasoning behind it, but... Uh, I, I think that um, that that could be a main reason for that, yeah. but it is definitely it's it's a, a, if, if you want to blow it out of proportion, that's what society is going to do. But if we all remain calm and, like you said, treat it like the flu, I think we're going to be okay. We don't need to be hugging and kissing every single person that you just see. Right. So, right. wash and your hands, sneeze in your sleeve, you'll be all right. There you go. And uh, right. and thanks, Chad. And don't make out with dudes. I was going to say, you'll run into on the streets. Say, no, no making out with a bunch of you know random people on your cruise, Ed. All right. Just I, I can't tell you what's going to happen after a few of those pina coladas. You know what I'm saying? Poured, yes. I get, get a little uh, rum tipsy, and I might start just making a glom at everybody. Uh, Rob, uh, that sounds kind of like your MO, to be honest with you. But, Does it? Yeah. Me, my wife, and our 23-year-old daughter are going to Vegas in May, and we're not concerned at all. Haven't bought the deal yet because each week it gets cheaper. Yeah, exactly. It's like playing the stock market. So, you know. So he's sitting at home right now where everyone else is like, God, I hope this coronavirus passes and maybe they'll come out tomorrow and have a vaccination. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Right. 
I have that right now. I'm going to fly to Vegas for a hundred bucks. <laughs> They're going to pay me to stay in the penthouse suite. Uh, Jeff, what's going on there in Kentucky? What do you have, buddy? Yellow, Jeff. Yeah, here you go. I Jeff, are you hammering something at the moment? <laughs> we're uh, we're actually leaving out on uh, Thursday. We're going to be on uh, Norwegian cruise out of San Juan. I've already made three hundred and fifty dollars on the airfare. Because they dropped, they dropped it and give us uh, travel credits on that. Wow, nice man! I bet you there's more to come too. Um, she basically told me to check every day because they felt like she felt like the airfare was going to continue to drop over the next uh, three or four days. Wow! Because people were canceling their airfare. I just flew to Atlanta and back last week and uh, for business and. Absolutely no problem whatsoever. Uh, a few people with the the stupid masks on, but uh, we're not worried at all. We got friends that are on the same ship right now that uh, they left they left out on Friday as well. So let me ask you, Jeff, are you dealing with with your airfare? Is that with the airline or is that through the uh, cruise company? It was directly with Southwest. We got the best rates uh, on Southwest. Oh, that's not bad. I'm going to have to check into that stuff. Hey, Ron, what's going on with you talking about a celebrity with coronavirus? Who 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 is that? Hello? Yep. Yeah. Hey, Eddie. Rocky. Hey, this is Ron. I, I grew up in Cincinnati, but now I live in Columbia, South Carolina. Okay. Okay. And uh, did you guys hear that uh, they took John Travolta in? Or suspected corona. Have coronavirus. Yeah. Well, it, it actually it actually turned out he just had Saturday night fever. Oh, okay. <laughs> I stuck around for the punchline. <laughs> I was going to say I, we knew it was coming. I was just hoping it wasn't dirty or right. inappropriate. But that, that was okay. I'll take that. So this is the kind of thing too that's going to prolong this uh, this whole situation. Yes. A guy in Japan, right? He is di- he got diagnosed. So he's on voluntary lockdown in his house. Gotcha. And uh, they said, well, we're going to get you into a hospital, but just stay in your house and we'll come and get you here in the next day or two. He's like, fine. Mm-hmm. So he goes to his house. So uh, while he's there sitting there in his house, he uh, tells a family member, and I got to get out of here. I'm going to go spread this virus around. What? Yeah. God. The guy in his 50s took a cab to a bar, and uh, it's kind of like a pub thing. Goes there, blah, blah, blah. He goes, then he goes, walks to another Filipino bar where he eats, has several drinks. And after uh, that, he tells several people sitting around him, like, I've got the coronavirus. Oh, man. Now, what kind of uh, dumb Frontier justice is yeah. that? Frontier justice should take care of that. Seriously, that's that's awful. That, I mean, that's like assault with a deadly weapon, isn't it? Is it not? Is not the same sort well, of thing? Well, see, it doesn't even say that they're going to punish the guy in any way. They finally uh, got him, and they, you know, they've disinfected and sterilized the bars. And he was sent to a treatment facility the next day. Doesn't say anything about punishment. 
I mean, did he actually have it though, or did yeah, he just no? Sit? He had tested positive. Okay, he actually sure. had. It. Okay, yeah, yeah. I feel like you're going to get a lot of those idiots that claim they have it just to get a thrill out of it, right? I mean, we live in a world where people yeah post doing stupid stuff on the internet just to get attention. In the uh, understatement of the year, so the like uh, spokesman for the mayor said. It's highly regrettable that he did not remain at home as instructed. Highly regrettable. Yes, <laughs> yes, sir. Especially when you go out. I mean, I got to understand your house is on fire and you end up outside. But this guy, ah, screw it. I'm going to go out and spread the virus. Boy. We're out of here. Lance is up next to spread the sports virus upon you after the news. News Radio 700 WLW. Oh, wow. Traffic and weather. News Radio 700 WLW, Cincinnati. State leaders promising action. With Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.